Sorry, I had to catch my breath. Winded myself already. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Late Night Date Night, the podcast where once a week uh, I tried to fill the empty void inside of me, uh, left by my co-host leaving me. Um, you know, we had a good run, but not a long run. Uh, joining me this week is Erica Mejia, one of my favorite people. Erica, just 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 give the people what, they're, what they've been asking for. Favorite, but I love you too. Okay, well, yeah. I, I I feel like you're you're being very coy. Um, I get shy when I'm recorded. I, I, I if I could roll my eyes any harder, I, I, I they fall out of my face. I have to say, I continuously tell people you are the funniest person I've met in real life. That's but then it's like it makes me feel self-conscious well yeah now you have a huge expectation people are going to have they're going to be like the funniest person she's ever met in real life this is going to be the best episode ever and then they're going to listen and go wow she just seemed really self-conscious about that the whole time I don't think funny I just think I'm like honest and I just say I speak my mind and I say what people want to say but they don't have like the balls to say it (laughs) you're you're the the people's uh, microphone then or megaphone, mm-hmm. not necessarily microphone. Sometimes it's just like you just need to get a post-it, like a little like megaphone, and just be like, <laughs> you know, I can't say what I want to say right now because I feel like as soon as I say it, it's just gonna be like, uh, all my jokes are inappropriate. It's like nine eleven jokes and stuff like that. And I hey, look, if I've learned one thing on the being on the internet, it's that everyone makes a nine eleven a joke at least once in their life. That's true. That is true. And I'd say 90% of the time, they do not land. You would think at a certain point, they'd start landing. Like, we've had had over 10 years to perfect a good joke from there, and not many people are doing it. No, it's not. It's a dying art form. (laughs) Specifically (laughs) 9-11 jokes? Yeah. (laughs) Dying art form. You know what? You should you should actually make T-shirts that say that. I think those would sell well. Oh yeah, just like um, just iron them on and just be like, never forget nine eleven joke. <laughs> a, a, in the in a tiny tiny font, a dying art form. Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, real quick, just as a, as a warm-up, we're going to do a tiny little game show. It's, it's, the, whole, the whole concept behind the podcast is, you know, late night, date night, which made more sense when my co-host was, was my significant other. Um, but we're keeping the theme. I don't want to change any of the infographs. So I've, <laughs> I've, I've changed this uh, segment to speed dating. So you, I'm going to put two minutes on the clock, and you're going to mm-hmm. have two minutes to answer as many of the questions I have written down as possible but they need to be real answers and they need to make sense you can't you can't just like if i ask what your favorite color is you can't say pizza okay 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 yeah all right and the other thing is you're allowed to skip one question okay all right let me get two minutes on the clock and we're gonna just jump right into it okay you would think i would have set the the stopwatch to already be ready for that but did not all right. We're not that kind of people. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not prepared like that. All right. Ready? We don't do that. Yes. What are your interests? Serial killers, beer, wine, and liquor. <laughs> You're like, I am a grade A alcoholic and I love people who kill people. <laughs> I just like learning about it. <laughs> so like, like a podcast or like, do you like watching documentaries about it? I like watching documentaries. Like I watched the John Wayne Gacy one and um, I watched the Richard Ramirez one. Have you watched the one about Sasquatch yet? It's on Hulu. We'll talk about it after. All right. What's your favorite color? Okay. Lavender. Uh, tell me a secret. Um, I tell everyone I'm pregnant and then I secretly wish that I am pregnant. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. What's the last good thing you watched? Uh, crap. It wasn't the one, John Wayne Gacy one. That one sucked. <laughs> God damn. Um, uh, fudge, 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 skip, skip. All right. Who do you look up to? 
Wait, what? Who do you look up to? Uh, my mom. Okay. How many? Eggs. Three eggs. <laughs> What's your favorite food? Um, pasta. Uh, what is your number one pet peeve? Uh, people who are rude for no reason. Uh, no shoes, no shirt, no problem. No, awesome. No, uh, comma, awesome. <laughs> what are you doing? This is a Chevy. Incredible. I couldn't have asked for a better answer on that one. And then finally, what's your favorite <laughs> book? My favorite book um, is My Year of Rest and Relaxa- Relaxation by Otessa Moshfeg. You made that right under the wire. I was going to stop you mid-sentence if you kept going. I was like, hey, no one's going to know who wrote that book, and the, the plug is dead. Well, now and I have to ask you, what? why is it your favorite book? Um, It's actually based, like, a year before 9-11. So, speaking of... <laughs> guess what? My topic is 9-11. I spilled my beer. Anyway. I, I, I saw. <laughs> um, but it's just about, like, it's so out of her realm of normal of what she usually writes because she writes very um, kind of grotesque. Doug, you spilled so much of your drink. <laughs> I, I spilled it on my printer. <laughs> if if you're an audio listener, you're you're missing at least ninety percent of the fun because mid sentence she just spilled like I I want to say at least a good twenty five percent of that drink. <laughs> That's like eight nineteen bucks. Down the sink. Well, no, no, no. The the single drink wasn't. I mean, the the drink by itself, probably about $2 amount that you spilled. You can't say you spilled the whole thing there. I'll spill it. I'll spill the tea. But um, (laughs) she writes really grotesque kind of characters. And then this one is about like a a really beautiful woman in the 1990s. But she's like clinically depressed. And she's just like... Wait, I thought you said it was set before 9-11. And so, like, um, yeah, she sleeps for an entire year, and then she's just depressed because her life is just fucked up. It's okay. like her parents don't love her. So it goes from the 1990s all the way into the early 2000s. No, no, no. It's just from 1999, and no, no, from 2000. Sorry, it's from 2000 all the way to like she wakes up on 9/11, and then. I feel like I feel like we might need to touch on your your uh, real affinity for 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 nine eleven. The fact that we've barely been on the show and it's already come up twice is borderline impressive. It's just no, it's just like I mean I like conspiracy theories around nine eleven because I just think they're so weird and funny and just anything I don't know. It's just like what happened. Did the Twin Towers really fall? Was there a Century Twenty One there? I I have to. So there's. I, I was watching a like a like a mini doc about um like good uh, trans rep- representation in media, and I guess mm-hmm. there's. I don't know. I wish I knew the show because I feel like I'm failing you here. But I guess there's a show where uh, there's a trans character who who is the same way. Like like it's con- like a huge nine eleven conspiracy theorist, and like that's kind of like her. Her number one characteristic. I, if I, 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 I will find, I will find out what that show is because it sounds like it's right up your alley. It's a, it's a comedy. Is it Sex Education? No. What? It, it, okay, I've seen that show. And if you, oh, okay, no, 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 no. it's, it's, uh, it's definitely not. I don't know. That is, that is a really weird show to, to, to just be like. That's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Is it about a curb? You're killing me, man. Uh, all right. So to get to the to the main spice of the episode, uh, if you're if you're new to the podcast, basically we both brought a, a a topic to talk about without talking beforehand, and we just have fresh conversation about it. So I'm gonna go ahead and go first. Uh, my topic is uh, long distance relationship, right? Whether platonic or romantic. Um, do you think they work? And we'll talk both about romantic and platonic. Have you been in a long-term relationship or or long-term, uh, a long distance relationship romantically? Oh, hell no. Never? 
I've never, I can't even, I don't, I don't know how people do that. I can't do it. What do you consider long distance? Um, like, like another state. Like if you live in another state. You don't, okay. When I met you, weren't you in a long-term relationship, a long distance relationship? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to seem like a psycho and I'm not a psycho. Okay. (laughs) So when we first met in college, Uh I, my high school boyfriend and I, we broke up. He dumped me. Uh And then I went to UC Santa Cruz because he encouraged me to go to UC Santa Cruz too. Uh So he went there and I went there because I was like, I still want to be friends with you and all that stuff. So I, I was single. Okay. But, um, yeah, I went to the same college as my ex-boyfriend. Okay. So you've never even done, like, even an hour apart from someone? I mean, like, Trevor, my fiancé, lives an hour apart from me. He lives in San Jose. Okay. So you you kind of know, because to me, that's kind of uh, long distance. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't... I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't just pick up and, and be like, hey, let's have dinner right after work because you have to make plans, right? Like, you can't just decide to meet up like that yeah we can't i can't drive for shit and like he he has a life so i guess i guess it is a long distance relationship but um i mean if he moves any further down and (laughs) you're like i'm dumping him on that one (laughs) okay so so an hour is your limit I feel like it is also, it's just that like, I can't drive to save my life. So like, how am I going to see you? True. Like, well, the public transportation system up there is pretty good. Yeah. But I feel like during COVID. Oh yeah. I didn't even, I hate already for already forgot that we've been living, living in a bubble for the last year and a half. Mm. I mean, it's kind of great because it's like, if I could just, just be away from everyone and just order food all day that'd be my dream life you know but, i mean that's what is that not how we've both all been living this last year i mean i've had to go and work in person which kind of sucks oh, but same. i mean it, it's great to like go to work in person and stuff but like if i could just stay home just like it's it's definitely a double-edged okay. sword i'd say because like i oh yeah i've been very like grateful for the job that i have and in like the security but at the same time, mm-hmm. ooh, every time I see someone who's like <laughs> hanging out at home, got me, got another stimmy, I'm like, ooh, ooh, do I want to live that life? I get that. Or like even like just have your own OnlyFans, you know? I mean, OnlyFans is the dream. I, I've been told by Elise, though I am not allowed. Okay. But, like, OnlyFans doesn't have to be just, like, adult content. It's just preferable, you know? <laughs> okay. I mean, let's not play games here, Erica. There's no other reason to make an OnlyFans unless you're going to send, like, either distribute nudes or lewds. So. I mean, like, okay. Okay. What if you just have, like, an OnlyFans account, right? Okay. It's very tasteful. It's very tasteful. But, like, your niche is, like, oh, I make slime. Slap it on my Is this something you're considering? Because sold. I mean, who doesn't want to see someone slap slime on their ass? I okay. See, see, I knew you were gonna go way down the OnlyFans route. You, you said at first, who doesn't want to see someone make slime, and now you you've taken it to a whole another level. You can wear spandex and slap your ass with slime. Okay, you know what? This this does this is starting to sound exactly like the plot of uh, United States of Terra with the the oldest daughter. Oh my god, that happened! I stopped watching after the second episode. Oh, you have to go back and watch that show. It's like an incredible show. Oh god, damn it! Okay, see, I okay. knew this was gonna happen. We're already getting derailed back to long distance relationships. All right. That could be the name to OnlyFans. Derailed. <laughs> Actually, that's a pretty that's that's a pretty good one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And it's and it's spelled D hyphen railed. You know. <laughs> you know it. 
okay. So because you've never really done long distance, you have no advice for someone who's in a long distance relationship. I mean, besides like putting a tracker on their phone and just kind of <laughs> living, like maybe agreeing to see other people. Cause I feel like the whole thing about relationships, at least for me that I've learned is that like physical connection might be important to you. So if you need to be physically with someone, mm-hmm maybe you can make it work where you see each other like every week, like Trevor and I see each other every weekend. Um, or like maybe just if that's not possible, maybe you can agree to just see other people for like warmth and comfort and like, <laughs> you know, like sexual, like a sex teddy bear, <laughs> sex bear. <laughs> I I feel like your advice is like it, it's always so close to being like really good advice and then at the end it just derails a little bit. I feel like it's realistic. I mean like I mean okay. Okay, but I think about people like like Elise though. Who asexuals? Okay. People like besides asexuals, they love sex. I, I I don't know I don't know if that's always true I I think so like people like Elise who is is like very monogamous like mm-hmm. like monogamy is very important to her right yeah I think the the distance is easier to overcome than like having an open relationship mm. but that might also be like like more applicable to queer relationships I think maybe heterosexual relationships are are more um, physically dependent or depending on the person too. I think, I think sexuality is a spectrum and, and also it's time to like, the longer you're in a relationship, I think the less that's like a, uh, like a number one priority. Yeah. I get that. And I, I, I understand that too. I mean, like I'm scared of the day when I no longer want to have sex with Trevor I don't well, see. There, there's a big difference there, though. I think I think that might never happen. But the the inclination that you need, uh, like, to be physical at least once a week for for intimacy, like emotional intimacy, I think that might slowly mm-hmm. go away because you've already built this really strong connection over like you know 15 years where you're like, you know, you could you could predict what the other person's gonna do based purely off of your knowledge of them. I like that yeah. you've been also s- slowly cleaning up your spill. I just, I feel bad. Alright. So. Like a yeast infection. Oh my god. So, I have, uh, now let's move into um, platonic relationships, so friendships. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it, to me, most of my friends live live up north, and I feel like I'm a really bad communicator. Like I am, I am so bad at keeping in touch with people, even people who are, you know, my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, but I think I think maybe it works better for friendships because you know, you and I have gone you know months at a time without talking, but it never feels like I'm never I I, I never resent you for that or. Do you feel the same way or you could tell me if you've been resenting me this whole time and, and you've been waiting to come on the podcast to, to let me have it. Let me tell you something about what you and nine 11 have in common. I resent you both. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like I have the same feeling about relationships too and friendships and well, not relationships, but friendships in that um, I don't feel like I have to be in constant communication with someone to show that I care about them. And that it's really funny that you mentioned that because I was thinking about you recently and I was like, Oh, I should reach out to like Jennifer because I don't know how she's doing and all that stuff. And I feel like, Oh, am I a shitty friend for not doing that? Um, but I, I've never felt like, Oh, like why doesn't Jennifer, like it always seems whenever we get together and we talk, it's just like old time. Yeah. It's like never like like, picking up exactly where we left off. Yeah. And it's never like, there's no anger or resentment. We're both very busy. And, you know, I, I totally understand that like sometimes people can't always talk. And I've always been that person. That's like, like, 
during summer, during school, like in summer, not like college, but like in middle school and elementary school, when it was summertime, I wouldn't talk to any of my friends. I'm like, this is me time. I'm just going to isolate myself, not shower for a month. and just. <laughs> so yeah, I totally get it. I, I just feel like sometimes there's people who are very like, how come you haven't messaged me in like a week? And I'm like, I can't be friends with those people yeah. because I'm like, dude, that's, that's, then it becomes a chore. Well, yeah, that's really high maintenance. I also think it maybe is uh, dependent on the relationship itself. Like, I, I think I think you mean Asia because we lived together for for a year. I think we have a really good connection just as, as people. Like, I, I, I think we have a really strong foundation. Whereas, <laughs> like, I, ha- I have some friends who, if, if you don't see them for, for a couple weeks, like, it does not pick up right where it left off. There There is, like like having to rebuild like from point point zero over and over and over again, but it's because the foundation's not there. Like maybe that person's not meant to be like one of your close friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, I totally understand that. And then there's also some people that you just don't like secretly where you're just <laughs> like, when it's hard to pick up. Yeah. You're just like, why didn't I just unblock? Like, why didn't I block you or something? Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. No, hundred percent. Like, what? Like, why are you talking to me? Do you want something? Exactly, and usually they do. There's people like yeah. that who who will only hit you up when they're like, "Hey, can I? Can you do this for me?" And you're like, "This is why I don't like you, <laughs> Brenda." Brenda. Uh, so I, I think I, I think we're, you know, typically there's some some pushback, but it seems like we might be in exact agreement on this. Like, friendships are 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 easier to have over distance. Mm-hmm. though there is things that I miss like I like I would I wish like I could hit up you in Asia and like we could go get drinks or whatever or we could like go to a comedy show like I, I like I, I miss out on on things like I I I, I feel there's a, there's a, every time I see like like pictures with you together there's like a little part of me that's like oh I'm almost had oh dude oh but I I'm also like I, I, I love seeing my, my friends have also strong connections. So, like, the the other, you know, the 10% of me that's, like, oh, FOMO. And there's, like, 90% of me being, like, oh, I love, I love that, you know, a lot of my friends are friends. Yeah. I I totally understand that. And, like, when me and Asia do hang out, we do talk about you. Like, you're, like, in a bad way, you're but. Doing, or, like, I wish you, could, you were here and all that. It's just, it's really hard. I mean, I wish we did live together and I was going to move to LA and then I met Trevor and then. And you're like, well, damn, also, now I can't. I know we got to kill him. But also <laughs> I heard about like, I've been watching a lot of documentaries too about like child sex abuse in Hollywood. How, how did we get here? <laughs> did I just take it? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no I'm just but, kidding. Like, now I'm like, I'm just like, ew. Did you did you watch? This seems like exactly something you would watch. There is that documentary on Hulu about uh, what is her name? She used to be like a a TV star in the nineties. You watched it. You know exactly. I watched it yesterday. <laughs> and she talked so about after... like like the getting their breast production and that one, right? Oh yeah. Okay, I can't. Yeah. We watch the same show. Yeah, no, and it's also it's like it's sad because a lot of I've also watched. Um, have you heard of that documentary in Open Secret? No. Okay. So it's about basically like child sex abuse in Hollywood and how like these guys in the 90s had like a, like a, it was like a pedophile ring and Brian Singer was a part of it and all that shit. Oh, well, we, I, I think everyone knew that Brian Singer was a, a monster. I mean, look at him. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's like you say the same thing about Joel Schumacher, but Joel Schumacher wasn't a, a predator. But look, look at Joel, Joel Schumacher, you're like, probably. I mean, like, as soon as you see the editing style on Bohemian Rhapsody, you knew this guy was fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should, you should put that on Rotten Tomatoes as an official review. <laughs> <laughs> you know this guy's a diddler. <laughs> I I don't I don't know how like because I I watched what is that the the documentary with the what show is she on 
Oh, she was on Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Okay. Okay. Can I tell you, first, I want to say I have a theory about Punky Brewster. Did you notice how many people committed suicide around Punky Brewster? I think Punky Brewster might be a serial killer. It could be that, or, like, my theory is that a lot of those guys, and it's, like, more sadder, but I feel like it's a legit theory, is that, like, a lot of those kids got molested. Mm. And that's why it, like, led them down to, like, drugs or alcohol or whatever. And it's, like, it's fucked up, but maybe Punky Brewster is a serial killer. I, I'm I, saying either it's a diddler or killer. I think I think yours is more sad, mine's more of a fun theory. Yeah. It's the, it's the balance between a good and a bad 9-11 joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes you think after you're done chuckling. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But yeah, okay. Got to get us back on track. So yeah, okay. I, 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 I miss being able to do things in, in real life. But hey, look, I didn't miss out on anything this last year because we couldn't have done anything anyways. Oh my God, it sucks. But so during that time, what did you, would you do to maintain your relationships that you normally would see people more regularly? Um, I think for a period of time, I didn't really text a lot of people. And then there was like a, a month where I was like, oh, I really got to get in contact with like, you know, like my, like Asia and my family. There's like times where I wouldn't even call my sister. Cause it's just like, yeah. I mean, like, it's just hard. Um, I don't know. And then also around pandemic that's when me and Trevor's relationship really started to grow so that's when we got closer and I started spending a lot more time with him hey you have a very different story than a lot of people I think a lot of people uh broke up because of the pandemic I know I like I'm kind of like (laughs) and also I wonder like how did you like how would they maintain a relationship if they could even like was it zoom sex like was it like you know, like <laughs> they 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 just made they each made their own collective OnlyFans, and the only uh, paying contributor was each other. That's a lot of wasted potential. <laughs> yeah, they could have been making so much more money. Plus, OnlyFans is getting right? a percentage of that. So, really, if they would have just like Venmoed each other directly, it would have been kind of a better deal. Right? It's just like, hey, I put some nudes in your mailbox. <laughs> I show up to your house, leave them in there for two days so the virus has time to die. Die, and then open it. <laughs> but then don't mail anything back for another two days because we don't want to be super spreaders. Yeah. No, and it's like, it's also, I, I, it's kind of weird how a lot of relationships kind of died out in pandemic i think it was it was actually more like it was less the people who were apart and more people who like already lived together a lot of people were like being stuck together 24 7 i think that broke a lot of people i mean how was that for you like at least and i never stopped working oh god yeah so like it is not comparable but we also like since since the day we met like we basically haven't you know spend a day apart so it, like I, I we have a pretty strong foundation that's really nice i actually i'm really happy to hear that that's really uh, sweet. well but i also it's just a good time to tell you we we broke up no I'm just... i swear to god i <laughs> turn off the... uh weddings off uh no party uh i was gonna do the chicken dance but whatever <laughs> I, I hey, I'm gonna keep you to that. If you don't do it at my wedding, you're kicked out. You have the first hour, and if you don't do it in the first hour, you're gone. Give me your drunkest uncle, and you will see a show. Uh, we call him drunkles. No, not drunkest uncle. I thought it was. No. All right. So, what's your topic? My topic actually has to do with relationships. And I thought you were going to say 9-11. I was like, I can't. I can't deal with this. My topic <gasps> is loose change, 9-11, <laughs> and 
Is that the, the pitch, your, your film pitch? That's your elevator pitch? Loose change, 9-11. I mean, they already made loose change, so I can't do it. I can't be, I will never be loose change. <laughs> but I will be Fahrenheit 9-11. What about Remember Me? Where does that fall into your 9-11 films? <laughs> it just doesn't even make the list. It doesn't. I love, I love also found footage of nine eleven where they're like, oh no, like it's like camcorder stuff where it's like, I, I can't, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stop doing callbacks to nine eleven because I, you could go on forever. It seems like. Okay, what, what about relationships? Is your topic? Well, I think it's just mostly about. It seems like everyone that I know, friend wise they're in a relationship and it's just so it's not weird to me but it's just very odd to see like the people that we were when we first met in college to now we're all in relationships and we're getting to be at that age where we're all you know probably can get married and have kids or you know not have kids or whatever Mm. and it's just I'm wondering like do you miss at all like being like Trevor listens to this, so it's not personal. But like, do you miss being single or like just like going on shitty dates? Do you miss like doing certain things without Elise? Do you miss like like do you miss? Um, so I don't miss I don't miss dating. I because I I think I have pretty bad social anxiety. Um, if I'm not drinking, uh. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't, I don't like having to like. It's like it's like the same thing with a therapist, right? The first session yeah. with a therapist is the worst because you're getting everything out there, right? Like mm-hmm. the early parts of dating is as much as they can be exciting, you know, because it's it's all fresh and new. Is also kind of draining because you're you're constantly restarting from square one. So I don't necessarily miss that. Um. I think it's it's mostly lifestyle choices. Like, I, I, I miss a little bit. Like, because, you know, Elise and I met when I was, you know, 22, 23. And so I kind of had, I mean, other than college, I mm-hmm. didn't have much of a, like, a party phase. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just by choice. Like, I could eat, like... At least would be down if if, she, if I was like, hey, I want to start clubbing right here, right now. Like this is, I want to start my club girl lifestyle. She'd be down. Mm-hmm. So there's there's almost nothing that I that I I feel like I'm I'm missing out on. Um, like what else? What what like what what else are you thinking when it comes to? Well, I'm thinking just. I mean, the best and the worst part is like what you said is dating, and I I love. I hated going on dates, but now looking back at it, I love the shitty dates because I have love because the of the shitty st- stories. Of well, it. I was going to say, yeah, the stories are the best part. Did yeah. I tell you I once went out with a mime? No! Wait, tell the story. I want to okay. hear the story so bad. So it was a, it was a Tinder date. Okay. And uh, this girl <laughs> was, like, very serious, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, like, not really a sense of humor. Um, and then, like, halfway through the date, she's like, well, yeah, I'm in school studying miming. Like, in college. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, 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 street performing? She's like, no, actually, miming is the most serious form of acting. And I was like, <laughs> this is not going to end well. Uh, and just like the rest of the day just proceeded to tell me how serious miming is and how like like traditional acting is like hack jobs and and how like the only serious actors are mimes it was it was a time and a half uh it goes without saying we did not have a second date wait what was her name oh dude i i i, I want to say jocelyn this has been a, it's been a long time now Damn. That sucks. Uh, Miming, honestly, is like <laughs> fucking... It's bullshit, if I'm being honest. I don't disagree. I I cannot 
I, I could not, but at that point, like that has to be insecurity, right? Like if you're, if, if you need yeah. to spend an entire date talking about how serious my mean is, it's probably not that serious. I mean, honestly, if you spent any amount of money for tuition to mime school, I think. Yeah. That, that's fucking. Well, even, even, even acting school, like, why would you study that in school when you could, like, go take improv classes or acting classes that are, like, very specifically curated by people who are, like, in that industry? Like, why would you, like, because I promise you. I promise you, especially, hey, if you're an actor out there trying to get into the biz, I promise you, your bachelor's degree in, in like, acting or theater is not going to be as good as, you know, having a body of work or having connections. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever been called into, like, a, like a, like a, like a read, and they're like, um, do you have your resume with, with your, 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 your degree in there? What were your grades when you were in acting school? Oh yeah, no. Fuck no. Yeah, I mean like that's where it's kind of a joke. I mean I think that in any kind of creative field I feel that like especially when you're older like we were both film students and like I feel like our degrees have done nothing. Well but I will stake myself with my diploma. On <laughs> I was gonna say I, I am kind of working in my field. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> That's just me. Like I, I, I do make media for a living. I consume media for a living. Hey, I think I think that counts. Actually, isn't that kind of what your degree was? Is it like film criticism? I bet I bet you no one wants to go to the movies with you because you're very critical of what you consume. I bet. Well, I just. I, oh, I went to the movie theater one time on a really bad date. <laughs> You're like, see, this is what I miss. It's being able to go to the bad movies. No, it was a good movie. It was Midsommar. Oh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen either of Ari Aster's films. I haven't seen Midsommar oh, or uh, Hereditary. You would love them. And then I kind of want to tell my own dating horror story. Oh, please. I have a lot, but I have, I got... Which one is my my favorite is the one where this okay. So there's a guy that I talked to on Tinder uh-huh. before I met Trevor and um well, I mean I, I, I yeah, you, you probably don't need to, to clarify that. I think we all assumed it was before you met your fiance. I love bringing up that I have a fiance. Oh, okay. I love that I actually sucked someone into like proposing. <laughs> it's great. Um but uh he basically I was really nervous to meet up with him and he was like, Hey, why don't we just hang out at a bar? I'll have my friends there. We'll keep it very chill. I'm sorry. I'm like burping. <laughs> um, so I was like, okay, fine. It's going to be with his friends. It'll be chill. It'll be like a kind of like, we'll just meet. Not really like a date date or Did whatever. Did you bring a friend too? Huh? Did you bring a friend too? No, I didn't bring a friend. First mistake. Yeah. First mistake. So I am very naive in general, but, um, so I didn't bring any friend. So I went there to the bar and he is the only one out of his five friends or so who's like fucking plastered. Oh no. He was fucked up. And our date was in the mission and that. I was like a white boy in the mission drunk acting like a little sorority bitch it's not going to go over well. So he's there and I'm like, shit, okay, fuck, I'm stuck with this. So I end up talking to his friend and then he was like, guys, I'm hungry. Let's go to Taqueria. <laughs> so I was like, okay, fuck, now I feel like liable if he gets his ass kicked. Even though I should, I'm just a good person, I guess. You, sh- you should have gone passive. home early, early on into that date. I should have fucking dipped. Oh, I'm so mad at myself about it, but also I love the story that came out. Um, anyway, so we went to a taqueria, and I'm talking to his, like, best friend, who I think was gay, and he had a Japanese breakfast sweatshirt, and I was like, oh, I love that band. Well, I love that singer. And then we were talking about it, and then his other friend 
comes up to me and then we're talking too about it. And um, basically I'm on a date with two guys. Well, the guy that I'm supposed to be on a date with is scarfing down like a quesadilla. <laughs> and I'm like, and his friends are like, dude, I'm so sorry that he's fucked up. We told him not to drink that much. And like, I'm sorry that you have to see this. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. But inside I was fuming. <laughs> and then we go to another bar because he wants another drink. And then, and then his friend, his like best friend was just like really mad uh-huh. at him at that point. He was like, fucking, I fucking hate that I'm here. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm here for the ride too. I probably, I bet you money, both of them afterwards were like, why did she stay so long? Why did she just go? I know. <gasps> I know. But then also it was like, part of it was like, first part was like, it's like in stages. So the first part was like feeling bad about leaving early and then the second stage was like i fucking hate this i should leave and then the third stage was like acceptance okay this is gonna be a story actually <laughs> you're, you're just taking notes he's like what are you writing down you're like nothing don't worry about it yeah, Eat your baby, don't worry about it Eat your quesadilla you got it baby <laughs> i'm like oh you're God, like and so and and long story short we're engaged <laughs> and oh god it was so bad and then he like texted me i think his friend texted me out with his phone saying like hey sorry i'm fucked up on the date and then he unmatched me and i was like okay well that was something i can't believe he unmatched you i mean the audacity i mean like like i still think about it to this day because I feel like a lot of girls don't want to talk about horrible dates like that because it's like out of embarrassment but also it's like hilarious I, I I feel like yeah there should be no stigma about going on a bad date like it's not like you were the the one who was messed up I've been I've been on the other end of the like I've been the bad date before have you oh yeah oh fuck yeah I was really mean to this one guy, and he called me. He called me out on it. How? What? What is? What is real mean? Well, I mean, I guess for like background. I mean, like, I think especially, like when we first met, you and me. Mm-hmm. I think you could tell that sometimes I'm like, I think when we first met, I was very like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like passive aggressive or bitchy. A hundred percent passive aggressive. I wouldn't say bitchy. Um, but but I will tell you that's everyone from Northern California. So you're not a you're 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 in the majority up there. I know, but I'm still a bit. Um, <laughs> anyway, so like he was just like talking to me, and he just seemed so boring. And then I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and I just felt I was very aloof. Uh huh. And then he was like. He was like, you don't have to be a bitch. And I'm like, what? Okay, see, that's, <laughs> that's not, see, that's him still being the bad guy. No, it's like, but it's like, it kind of turned me on a little bit because I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, did you just call me a bitch? And he's like, yeah, I did. And I'm like. You're like, I'm suddenly into this date. Erica, we yeah. need to, we need to, we, we need to maybe talk about some issues you might be having. And I was like, oh, tell me more about, like, your Mickey Mouse collection or whatever. <laughs> Did he actually have Which, a... No. Uh, but, like, okay. But he actually had... No, listen. What a tease. Two, what a tease. He had two bunnies. Okay. He had two bunnies at his place. Uh-huh. And then his wall was decorated with, like, like Mickey Mouse shit. Okay. Okay, but... The, there's a huge difference between what you just said and a Mickey Mouse collection, which I think is a whole nother level. Yeah. No, absolutely. I just, he just seemed very boring to me. I guess I used the Mickey Mouse thing as an analogy for being white bread. Oh, okay. Well, no, to me, that you're, you're, there's something seriously going on if you have a Mickey Mouse collection. That's not white bread at all. I mean, it was, just, it was just weird. And then I, we went to the arcade and all that stuff. I, I just felt like the more aggressive he got, not like, not like anything else, yeah. but just the more like he stood up for himself. Yeah. I was just more like, okay. Like he was pushing back when yeah. what I was dishing and I was like, okay, finally, like something You're you're like, turns out I like backbone. 
Yeah, it turns out I like someone with a pair of nuts. <laughs> and then, like, we went to go see Midsummer on our second date, and then he thought I went to the bathroom when he went to the bathroom, and I came back, and he was like, he was like, uh, gonna go to the theater, and then I came up behind him, and I was like, oh hey, and he was like, I thought you left me. Oh no! And I'm like, bitch, I had a good bathroom. You think I'm gonna waste a ticket? That's sad. You must have you must have really given this guy the wrong impression of you thought you just dipped out. I, I I feel like I did and I feel really bad about it, but like now he's with someone who's like I think perfect for him, so that's good. You, you know, uh Elise's my first date was like a really good first date, but halfway through she thought I left. Really? Yeah, because so uh my I, I have like my car is uh like a push to start, right? So my, my keys are usually yeah. in my cup holder or my pocket, right? Because I never have yeah. to put them in the ignition. Well, yeah. halfway through the date, I'm like, we're sitting there and I realize my, my keys aren't in my pocket, which means I left them in my car so someone could freaking just drive off with my car. So I go, hey, I'm going to be right back. <laughs> I just have to go. I left my keys in my car. And Elise hears that. It's like, yeah, I'm not having fun. I'm dipping out. So she thought I wasn't going to come back when I went to go get my oh keys my out of my car. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, you have to admit, that is a weird thing to do halfway through a date. Like, hey, I left my car keys in my car. I got to go get them. Sounds like the fakest thing anyone's ever said. I mean, yes, but I feel like there's even worse things you could say. Like, I uh, left my, my, my children in the tub. Yeah. <laughs> I left my children in the bathtub. I'll be right back. <gasps> hey, that actually seems pretty important. I mean, like... There's a lot of women who kill their Oh my back. god. How do we get back to death? How, Erica, I know we've all been in lockdown, but you, we gotta we gotta open the world to some, some, some lighter things for you. I just feel like death is normal. <laughs> okay, well, is there anything else you wanted to touch on about about relationship? Well, I guess like the thing about relationships, and I've always been very interested in romantic relationships. Um, I think it's just kind of navigating them and like kind of still being who you are and mm. as a person while you're with someone else. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, with Trevor, I, you know, I, a hundredth time I said his name, but like with Trevor, I've never really cared about anyone as much as I do with him mm-hmm. and I find it really nice to have a partner that's like there for me and willing to like sacrifice his own stuff to be there for me for mm-hmm. my happiness do you feel like you do the same uh, for him yeah I mean like he's very much into music and producing and like I'm I'm willing to help him out with, like, anything that he needs on that end of, like, you know, Mm -hmm. marketing or, like, back-end or reviewing items. It's just, it's just, I think, what I'm having a challenge right now, Mm -hmm. too, and figuring out is, like, how do I separate who I am as a person from him when Mm -hmm. we're just... And I feel like you ever kind of feel, like, was there a moment where you and Elise were kind of, like one collective and you felt like okay wait how can I how do I separate myself or like have you guys always kind of felt rooted in your like in I think I think that's cyclical I think it's it's not because I think I think we both were very whole people coming into the relationship and I Mm -hmm. think we also have a really strong like dynamic together as well right uh, I think it's about making time for your own interests because I think that's where you start to feel like you're losing your individuality. If you're not making time for the things that you did for yourself before the relationship, that's when you're going to start feeling like, like, have you sunk yourself too deep into the relationship? Cause I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think, um, you know, you shouldn't be changing yourself for the relationship, right? Yeah. So as long as as long as you're staying who you are and then giving yourself time to be yourself, I think I think that's the key. And you're of course, yeah. it, it, you know. So say like a uh, big part of your identity is 
what do you like to do? What is, what is something you, you really like to do? I'm thinking about ways of starting my OnlyFans. Like, oh my. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So watching. When I learned how to use a fucking tripod. It's over for. Everything. You went to you went to film school. How could you not know how to use a tripod? I only know the tr- critical aspects. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's uh, let me let me think of a better example because this is killing me here. Okay. So say you're you're really into um, like reality TV, right? Okay, so you're really into reality TV, and your your significant other, that's not something they, they, they like at all, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if y- you start curating your life, so say like you're together all the time, so you, you don't get to watch reality TV because they don't want to watch it. You need to at least set aside like, you know, half an hour a week to be like, all right, time to watch my housewives like to to maintain that part of your individuality like even if even if yeah. you have to like carve out time sep- to be separate like it's important mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i totally agree with that too and i think like i've been having that challenge too of like i've just been having a challenge of like doing my own thing without wanting to spend all my time with trevor mm-hmm. so it's like it's nice to hear that that's something I definitely need to do, and yeah, you know, I feel and that I, you can grow with. It's it's important that you you like create that habit for yourself now too, while you're not living together, because I it's much harder once you live together to mm-hmm. to make sure you create that habit. Mm-hmm. So look, it's good that you, it's good that you you're seeing it now. That we don't have to worry about it later. What well, if he walks in on me when I'm doing my own? Yeah, you're killing me. You're killing me. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap the show up. Uh, do you want to plug your OnlyFans? Um, follow me on slam slime ass. <laughs> Is there anything? Do you want to plug your blog? Um, I don't know if I should plug my blog while I'm talking about slime ass on OnlyFans. Oh come on! What what if someone really like you know like hey. You know, I like her voice. Where can I follow her stuff? You can follow my voice at the FBI Most Wanted. Come um, on, come my on. Blog is, um, my blog is minimallust.com, and I am a, a beauty blogger. I blog on there occasionally. I need to get better at that, which is something I need to focus on. Um, and I just talk about stupid minutia concerning beauty and stuff and and yeah, if you check out my only fans <laughs> okay that's gonna be that's gonna do it for, for us i i can't i can't believe i've never had a guest come on and plug something that doesn't exist so many times all right <laughs> it's gonna be real okay well make sure you get that handle then because when someone comes back and listens to this 10 years from now and that's not your handle i think it's gonna be a real issue no, because then I'll change it to the real slime ass. Okay. What if both of those get taken? Okay. Look, you're, you're, you're just sidetracking me. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we're live every Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Twitch. And uh, the audio version is available on any platform you like. Okay. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, bye.